Welcome to today's Rockcast. I'm Pastor Heath along with Matt, the music man. And today we're tackling one of the world's most notorious bands, Motley Crue. They've sold over 100 million albums worldwide. I believe it. They had an influence on you, didn't they? Oh, yeah, definitely. 1983, the, the song, the intro you just heard uh, was In the Beginning. And this creepy little intro led right into the album title, Shout at the Devil. 1983, this, I can still remember that. I haven't heard that in so long when we decided which band we're going to tackle next. And then as soon as I heard that organ, that, that creepy sound, and as it just, it just grabs you. And mm-hmm. I remembered almost every word of that. And there's no music set to that. How weird is that? Yeah. I could remember many, many lifetimes later. Why don't, you, why don't you read that? Okay, let me read this. Okay. In the beginning, good always overpowered the evils of all man's sins. But in time, the nations grew weak and our cities fell to slums while evil stood strong. In the dust of hell lurked the blackest of hates, for he whom they feared awaited them. Now, many, many lifetimes later, lay destroyed, beaten down, only corpses of rebels and ashes of dreams and blood-stained streets. It has been written, those who have the youth have the future. So come now, children of the beast, be strong and shout at the devil." Wow. This was written by Nikki Six. Is, is, uh, Nikki Six is the bass player. Also, Frank uh, Ferroni, I think was his name, Frank Ferrone Jr. Um, and his dad abandoned him. And so he decided, he goes, you know what, I'm not going to carry my dad's name. And so he comes up with, moves to L.A., comes up with the, the stage name Nikki Six, legally changes his name. He writes most of the lyrics for Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. He's the main lyricist. And uh, this song or this intro w- was written to him. Uh, it just came to him. And he says, what I see, what I hear, uh, what I feel is, is, is what comes out in my music. And Nikki Six was into the occult. Imagine that. In fact, uh, I remember when this came out, there was a couple different album covers. There was one where there, were, there was a four square of them, and they're all looking all tough. And yeah, that's what I remember. The big hair. But there was also another album cover that was black, and it said, Shout at the Devil, uh, and it was black, and it had a pentagram on it, but you really couldn't see the pentagram until you tilted it about a 45-degree angle. Then it was visible. So just one of those things. Pentagrams uh, used to be a Christian symbol hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Uh, but now it's been taken over by occultists, and and they're always associated now with with occultism, black magic. Uh, well, they they turn theirs upside down, right? Yeah. Now that one, I think on that album, if I remember right, was just at a forty five. But typically, when you see the three points down and the two points up, it's a five star. It's a star of five sides with the circle around it. Typically. Uh, you'll see three pointing down, two to the side, uh, one down, and then two up. I believe on that album it was like just just at a 45. It was just off at an angle. But Nikki Six was big into the occult. And as I started to as we started to research, and we the Rockcast is all about doing our homework to present the spirit behind the music. Uh, and Nikki Six was uh, into uh, this book he had was called the uh, Necronomicon. Big word, necronomicon. Necromancy is a is someone who's a black magic 
uh, into that. Also, someone trying to contact the dead or the spirits, uh, which the Bible always condemns. You're always messing around with demonic spirits uh, when you mess with that stuff. But did a little research, and uh, one of the guys that got them to sign with Electra Records uh, saw that book, and it was like, hey, man, you're you're messing around. I mean, this was like a black magic spell book. It was written as a fictitious book, as fantasy, but as we know, there's always the reality that this stuff works. There is power when you cast these spells and and get into all this stuff. So even though it was fictional per se, uh, he was fascinated by it. He was just drawn to it. Um, the book was written by H.P. Lovecraft. It's a it's a fantasy book about uh, voodooism and just all kinds of black magic and power. And it's also based off some of the writings of guess who, Aleister Crowley, who is the patron saint of modern rock music. Uh, and so interesting, you may not know this, Matt, about uh, the album Shout at the Devil. Originally, Nikki Six wanted it to be called Shout with the Devil. And this this Tom uh, Zuzant, who was trying to get them to sign, said, hey, this is, there's, there's, that's going to be huge, man. You can't do that. I mean, the Electra wanted to go, Electra Records wanted to go with the new wave, kind of go with this more new wave sound. They didn't want to go with heavy metal. Uh, and he was like, you, you can't do this. This is going to enrage people. And Nikki Six didn't really care. Um, but there's some strange things that happened in his apartment. Uh, and so he decided on his own to change it to shout at the devil, which sounds a little softer and gentler, doesn't it? Oh, sure. Yeah. But, you know, this whole thing is, you know, we're talking about bands and are they satanic or not? Well, it, it's very clear that Motley Crue is a satanic band. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very clear. The pentagrams, uh, as we're going to look at some of the their songs, a couple of songs of theirs today, but but Shout at the Devil was was basically a shout out to the devil, right? About he's the blood between your thighs, he's the he's the blood on the stage, he's the knife in your back. I mean, it's it's really a shout out to his power. And man, that song took me back. I was 13 years old. My brother had it. And I can remember him cranking the cassette up in his little Mustang, and it just it rocked. Yeah, when I when I heard that one, I was sixth grade, and uh, I didn't dare buy it. But uh, I listened to it when other people at school had it. You know, just that song, and then I saw Theater of Pain, the album cover. And uh, had the pentagram on the drama mask, you know. Right, uh-huh. And uh, so I didn't really buy that one. I did buy uh, Girls, Girls, Girls mm-hmm. when it came out. And uh, then later I bought Theater of Pain and really listened to it. And then uh, uh, I don't remember uh, Dr. Feelgood, of course. I got that one. And then I quit buying them after that. But uh when they came out, when I heard them, first heard them, I just, I just liked the the raw guitar. I liked the older stuff that they put out, right. you know, Live Wire. And- right. Their first album was Too Fast for Love, which, which you know, the, the big breakthrough hit was Shout at the Devil. Mm-hmm. And I did not discover them, didn't even know they had an album before that uh, until, until Shout at the Devil came out. Yeah, and so. I saw it was uh, Looks to Kill came on MTV. Mm-hmm. And I saw it, and they were, uh, Tommy Lee was playing a double. Double kick with uh, 
the pentagram on it. Right. And uh, I just, the only thing, I, I saw the pentagram and just dismissed it. The, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was how cheesy it was. <laughs> and you could tell it was on set, you know. Right. And, uh, but uh, <laughs> anyways, people climbing over fake rocks. and <laughs> But I just couldn't get past uh, Tommy Lee's drumming. And uh, Vince's voice was okay. Right. And, uh, but uh, Mick Mars, his guitar playing. And, uh, but uh, I was later when I really started playing music, uh, believe it or not, People compared my playing to Nikki Six bass playing. Interesting. And uh, so, you know, I took that as a compliment. Didn't really pay much attention to it. And uh, I was a little more active on stage than I am nowadays, obviously. <laughs> but uh, uh, in any event, um, Motley Crue with uh, Nikki Six uh, when they started, he wanted to name the the band Christmas. Christmas. And he, he what? Yeah, he wanted it just to kind of. I guess cause controversy. Sure, call with, it Christmas, but have all this satanic imagery. Perhaps, yeah. And uh, he he tossed it at the band, and instantly Mick Mars said, "No, what about Motley Crue?" Yeah, he had heard. I'd, I'd heard that uh, Mick Mick Mars had heard uh, someone refer to this other group. Well, that's a Motley looking crew, and that mm-hmm. you gave him the idea to how about Motley Crue? Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, Nikki Sixx, huge influence. He's the founder of the band. Um, another song on there that's about as long as the intro to to uh, Shout at the Devil was God Bless the Children of the Beast. Now, you had told me about that. I had forgotten about that song, yeah. just a creepy little guitar intro. Mick Mars actually wrote that song. but It's like a minute, 13 seconds. Yeah, and it's not, it's not hard to write because all the it's words... Just a, it's just guitar, acoustic. All and it is, rules, and then yeah. at the very end it says, God bless the children of the beast. Well, who are the children of the beast? I mean, it's pretty obvious. If you do any kind of research at all, that is referring to the children of the devil. Mm-hmm. The you know, And so to have a song and to ask for God's blessing over Satan's offspring is is pretty twisted. Sure. And so it's very clear as we're going to show you the spirit behind the music, what kind of spirit would inspire someone to just even say that, to say, God bless the children of the beast, when we are are cursed. We're all cursed by sin. So the biblically accurate thing about that is we are by nature children of the beast. That's what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3 says, that we lived our own way, we were living in rebellion against God, and it says this, we were by nature objects of wrath. So it's very true that we, we are children of the beast with our sinful nature, but that's why Jesus comes to give us a new nature, uh, one that frees us from the prison of sin. And so... A lot of people don't understand that, well, it's not like I'm worshiping Satan. In fact, Nikki Six got defensive when this one guy at Electric Record says, hey, you're messing around with something here. This is this is real. And, and Nikki Six basically said, it's not like I'm bleeping worshiping Satan or something. But that's what you're doing. When you reject God and his authority, when you reject God you're automatically worshiping Satan. I mean, there's only two options here, and we by nature wor- are, are worshiping Satan by living for ourselves. I mean, that's that's the mantra, do what you will. In fact, uh, one of the songs that uh, 
is called Wild Side, and you obviously— That was one of my favorites. One of your favorite songs, that guitar riff that comes in, just that lick, uh, the power of Tommy's drums, mm-hmm. hitting that cowbell or that rim shot, whatever he's doing there, it just— And you remember that video with, where he had the roller coaster where they strapped him in? Wasn't that the song that they where they strapped him in? Yeah, he was on a hydraulic platform and it spun around when he was playing a song, yeah. There was nothing cooler than that. We'd never seen anything like that. No. And just the, the, the song— just drives the musicality with each individual in the band is just through the roof and you know they're all whacked out in their own ways but when they got together it was uh it was a unified force and they just took over and it was phenomenal with with their the musicianship on stage and watching them you had Tommy was very animated on the drums. Mm-hmm. Nikki Six very animated, you know, playing bass, jumping around. Yeah, and uh, Vince, of course, running all over the place. Mick Mars, however, stayed in one spot and just shredded the guitar like there was no tomorrow. It was just amazing to watch them. Yeah, they were. They were. I mean, I was. I was a huge fan. Uh, just pure rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And so on the wild side, what I didn't realize when I was screaming out those lyrics when this came out in the, what, mid-80s, uh, wild side, uh, and it may be something that you don't realize you were screaming out either. And so we're going to cut away to the song right now and listen to wild side. Okay, so what you may not know about Wildside was Nikki Six uh, heard a little Catholic girl. He asked her to recite the Lord's Prayer, and uh, he'd run up to her, somehow bumped into her on the sidewalk or whatever, and and just for kick said, "Hey, what recite the Lord's Prayer?" And she did, and that gave him the idea of this song. And he wrote the Wildside as a a view from a gang member's perspective about life in L.A., about the ghetto life. And so he takes part of the Lord's Prayer and twists it around, kind of gives it a perverse twist. And so what I didn't realize, I, I didn't know that because some of the lyrics I, I just didn't realize. Um, but what he says there, fallen angels so fast to kill, thy kingdom come on the wild side. Our Father who ain't in heaven, be thy name on the wild side. It's a pretty honest and accurate uh, prayer, admitting that their father is not in heaven. Right. Their their father is up below, and 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 basically boldly saying that this is this is how we're living. In fact, the song starts out: "Kneel down, you sinners, to streetwise religion. Greed's been crowned the new king. Hollywood dream teams, yesterday's trash queens." Save the blessings for the final ring. Amen. But the one part of that song that you pointed out to me as we were doing our research, he goes, you remember, you, you asked me, Heath, you remember Wild Side? I'm like, yeah. And then you're like, you remember the part? And what was the lyric that you said yeah, to me? I carry my crucifix under my death list. Forward my mail to me in hell. Forward my mail to me in hell. And then it goes on. Liars and the martyrs lost faith in the Father, capital F, long lost as a wishing well. Wow. I had 
no idea how twisted that was. But it's a bold statement. Hey, take a ride on the wild side. Yeah, when I'd play this song in the in the in my truck and just blast it, you know, I'd sing it and but then when it would get to that part, I'd kind of mumble, you know, and and think it you know, I'm just going to mumble through it, it'll be okay. Yeah, I'll be okay. You know, I'm then, not, I don't then, really mean it. <laughs> and then get to the bridge, you know, fallen angel so fast to kill and I mumble that part, you know, and and then, well, you mumbled through most yeah, of the song. I did. I mumbled, yeah. Just to get to the solo. Yeah, yeah they call me Mumbles, like a you know <laughs> some some old gang member. Yeah. There really wasn't much of a solo on Wild Ride. It was just some melodic changes in the guitar. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's another as the ending of the song says, "We lie on the wild side, no escape, murder, rape, doing time on the wild side. A baby cries, a cop dies, a day's pay on the wild side. Tragic life on the wild side, kicking." Derriere on the wild side. They're admitting to the chaos that's in this world, murder, rape, tragic circumstances, and say, hey, this is how it is. And we love it. It's what it sounds like. It sure. sounds like celebrating the wild side and come on, come on and be a part of this because this is a day's pay. This is how we live. This is a way of life. And sadly, that's the truth. Right. All of their music, you know, going back, which is like a lot of bands, uh, you know, some bands spotlight certain things, but they all their all their music that they wrote, uh, it is the it is comes from utter rebellion against authority and society. Uh, Netflix right now. Uh, is is uh, has a, a a movie out of Motley Crue called Dirt, which is off their. Uh, Book, right, right. Now it's going to be a movie, uh, and uh, but it just shows the utter chaos that they all went through, and this they just lived a rebellious life, and uh, that's just that's what they glorify and rebellion against God. Uh, Nikki Six is adamant in his conversations about it, and uh, will not acknowledge God. And uh, you have Vince Neil, who killed his best friend in a vehicle accident, drunk. Drunk, you had Nikki Six who flatlined on heroin. They brought Kick him back. Start my heart. That's right. They brought him back, and they, that was his. That was the song they wrote off of that. You had Tommy Lee been in jail how many times? Numerous. Just for his just antics and craziness, yeah. throwing TVs out, hotel yeah, just, rooms, just chaotic. And then the only one that you never heard anything from was Mick Mars. And it's interesting to me how the three were always getting in trouble. And Mick would even went on record saying, you guys are really going to get in trouble if you keep on. But even though Mick didn't express any rebellion outwardly, internally, it resonated. Without a doubt. You know, the Bible says, Matt, that if you love the world, if you love the world and the things of the world, the love of the Father is not in you. The Bible talks about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the unholy trinity. You love whatever pleases your carnal nature. You want, you want whatever you see. You're going to take it because it's yours. You're going to steal it. You're going to kill to get it. And then the pride of life, giving the middle finger to everybody because you don't give a rip. I mean, that is the ultimate satanic anthem. And I don't know why my hands are in the air right now, but this, I mean, it is, that is what it's about. 
everything, the spirit behind the music is rebel and do your own thing. Now, Nikki Six has a new band that's been out for a few years called 6AM. And I came across a song called Pray for the Damned. And I heard several people saying, well, I think Nikki's really getting spiritual here. And I, I think he's, it's crying out to God. And if you, if you read the lyrics of the song, he talks about these demons are telling me I'm no good. Angels are scratching at my door. There's, there's some interesting spirituality to it. But here's, here's the gist of it. He's saying that maybe God will maybe offer this prayer for me since, you know, I'm damned. That's not how this works. The Bible says we're all damned. We are all cursed because of sin and have been separated from God automatically. So there's no idea that that God's going to pray for you once you pass over or going to give you a second chance. Right now, his wrath is on us, and that's why he sent us a Savior. He talked about Nikki Six not admitting giving God credit, uh, and he certainly even talking about his uh, heart attack and being brought back from the dead, so to speak, as he flatlined for a couple minutes. Uh, you know, he said, "Thank God," and he was well. Actually, it wasn't God; it was a par- the paramedic. So, not even giving God any credit there. Now, if he's getting any spirituality, it's still twisted, and. He talked about overcoming his heroin addiction and basically saying by letting go of the rope. And he said when he let go of the rope, he started, he said all the demons fell down. He's conquered all these demons by letting all this anger, you know, leave his body. But here's here's the truth, guys. John chapter 3, verse 36 says this, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. Everybody's like, well, what do you got to do? What do you got to do? You got to be a really bad person to go to, to do something, to go to hell. No, you don't. All you have to do is be yourself. All you have to do is keep living selfishly and think that you're fine and, and just believe that you're a good person. You, you don't have to, People have fallen for that lie. The biggest lie is that you have to be really bad to go to hell. Yeah, because Nikki Six could give up all that stuff quit playing the music he's playing, turn his life around, get into yoga, meditation, all this stuff, and start doing a lot of good community service work and and really put a positive, infect, a positive effect in the culture. But if his heart is not changed towards God, it's not, it does him no good. He's lost. So all of us are lost apart from Jesus. When the Bible says whoever believes in the Son, that means whoever puts their faith and trust in Jesus. Jesus came as our perfect sacrifice. We all are in trouble with a holy God. We are all condemned. We are spiritual criminals on death row. Jesus comes to the sinners on death row and takes our death penalty and pays our perfect penalty. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. And even someone as wicked as myself or some death metal guy if he'll turn and repent of his sin, repent of his rebellion, and give his heart to Jesus, then there's no more condemnation. Mm-hmm. But to reject that, you, you're already condemned. That's the gospel. Whoever rejects the Son. So if you don't believe Jesus is God in the flesh, you don't believe that he came and died for sinners, and you don't think that applies to you, God's wrath remains on you. You need to repent of your sin. Ask Jesus to save you. Look at the Spirit 
behind the music you're listening to, the things that are given to you in the culture, and realize where you are in this battle. And remember, it's not faith and faith. It's faith in Jesus Christ. That's right. Faith and faith is positive thinking. If you're, The object of your faith, your faith is only as good as the object that it pertains to. My faith is not me thinking more positively. My faith and a saving faith is in a person, the person of Jesus Christ who came to destroy the works of the devil. That's right. So you can't shout at the devil without shouting with the devil. And your life right now, apart from Jesus, is a shout out to the devil. If you turn to Jesus, he will give you a new heart. He will kickstart your heart. He'll kick the old one out. He'll give you a brand new nature that's free from this sin and destruction that is in your life. Jesus can do it. Ask him today. Repent of your sin. I'm Pastor Heath. I'm Matt. Think about it. Whoa!